Recorded live from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to uh, another edition of The Other Kind Radio. Talk Radio. Today is February 23rd. It's been a minute since we have uh, been in the uh, Other Kind studios. and Todd and I apologize for that, but uh, professional work stuff got in the way, but we are back. We're glad to be here. Um, can't remember. I've done this in a couple weeks, so I might have forgotten how to podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This could be, we could be in a nosedive. Let me see if I can correct this. Today is February 23rd, 2020, and this is episode 80, 80. So you figure after 80 times of doing something, you might have an idea what you're doing, but uh, this is verified proof. Verified by who? I have no idea. That sometimes you can uh, you can forget to ride that bike. On that note, February twenty third is National Banana Bread Day. So I mean, get your banana, make some bread, and now we're an adult podcast. All right. Um, also, February twenty third is National Dog Biscuit Day. Um, I'm not sure if we're supposed to eat the dog biscuits or you're supposed to give some to some dogs, but uh, there you go. And last but not least. February 23rd is National Tile Day. So you can take that uh, for what it's worth. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping pong around all things pop culture and deliver it to you, the kind listener. Returning kind listeners, welcome back to the program. Uh, I know it's, uh, like I said, been a minute since we've uh, dropped an episode, but uh, we appreciate you sticking with us and, and welcome back. Get comfortable. First-time listeners are congratulated on finding us among the plethora of podcasts that are out there. Todd and I are glad to see you here. And for all of our listeners, we encourage uh, you to like, subscribe, The Other Kind Radio, and whatever podcasting software that you have. By doing so, you're help feeding the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. This week on The Other Kind Radio, Todd's take on Season 2 of The Crown. Jeff's judgment on Escape O Season 3 of The Crown. We just went through two like that. Boom. Didn't even talk about it. Season 3, bam, we're here. Thank you, Todd. Todd, through the magic of internet camera, was able to correct me on that. Jeff's judgment on Escape from Tarkov, a new uh, semi-new game, but it's really taking some uh, taking some eyeballs on Twitch. Um, we're also going to have... We're only 77 days away from... Uh, from Mummy Talk, uh, excuse me, from Mother's Day, and in honor of that, we're going to do some Mummy Talk. Still getting, I'm going to take the training wheels off now. On center stage, as much as it was painful not to watch the Oscars, but find out the results of the second annual Todd versus Jeff Oscar prediction show. We're going to review the results, talk a little bit about that. Well, enough of me rambling around. Let's go ahead and get my podcast partner on the podcast. And in honor of some of our earlier episodes, I'm going to see if I can tune him in here while I'm doing his intro. I know he's uh, <clears throat> got a uh, report that it's warm down there in Texas. So uh, let's see if I can get him here. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is a family generator, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, Dive Bar Boombox founder and all-around renaissance man live from the studio he has in the great state of Texas and delivering the pop culture significance of the number 80. Please, let's welcome Todd. So I have a bit of wisdom for you today, Jeff. Wisdom already? Yes. Here it is. Are you ready? Go. We are the dog biscuit. <laughs> It comes down to it that, you know, you're either feeding the, the dog or the dog is feeding on you. Yeah. And the truth is, is everything's feeding on us the more we go on. So we are the dog. Business. There we go. So that confuses me and what I need to do on <laughs> Dog Biscuit Day. 
Yeah, I, I can't help you with that. I just at least wanted to tell you who was the dog biscuit. Oh. From that point on, you take it. You use your infinite wisdom. Go. Are you uh are, are you a banana nut bread? A banana bread nut? No. I, I'm not a banana person. Have I never told you the banana story? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my lord. Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh let's get a little bit of music going here and let's hear his banana story. I'll just tell it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, when the first things I ever did out of film school, uh, I got hired to work on a commercial shoot that took about two days, I think, two days down here in Texas uh, in the middle of summer. So you can imagine, you know, I don't remember the exact temperature, but I'm going to say 105, 106. Uh -huh. It was on cement all day long, about 13, 14 hour days. And the producer became incredibly terrified when she found out, um, do you realize how much cement amplifies heat and she got uh, worried about all this getting heat exhaustion and started shoving bananas down our throats because she Ooh. heard potassium would happen help it and here i was a little 22 year old kid she's terrified the little you know pa is gonna get sick well i ended up in the hospital with heat exhaustion yeah and to this day if someone brings a banana by me i'm like oh, oh god I can't take it. Um, now, the funny thing is, this is, my wife will tell you, this is proof of my mind over matter powers because I live by that principle. I eat a banana every day, but here's what I do. It's like I peel it, hump, shove it in, and throw it away. And if I even see the peel, if you want to make me vomit, it's one of the few <laughs> things in the world. If I see a peel that's kind of browning, I will, oh, God. So, no, I'm not a banana nut bread person. I'm, I, I can't do it. I'm not even going to go into the fact that that's not appealing. Uh, we'll just let that go. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. Um, you are the dog biscuit. The science, the geeky part of my brain wants to know, like, how I know bananas are good for you and they have potassium, but I mean, by but 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 just brand, you know, shoving them in your mouth while being exposed to extreme heat. I'm wondering, like, how really beneficial that was, anyway. So my mom was the one that noticed that I needed to go to the hospital. And, you know, when I say I went to the hospital, I wasn't there for a long time. I, I went there and they put fluids in me and monitored me for, you know, a few hours. This man's had too many bananas. But even my mother was like, okay, yes, potassium does help with things like that. Yeah. But not in excess because you can get too much potassium in your body. <laughs> and, that, you know, to this day when I mention it, she's like, you had potassium poisoning. Well, my mom's a nurse, <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to trust her. But... You know, I've never seen that producer again. I do believe her career was ruined when it heard that she was the banana lady. Which reminds me, we're, we're overdue for a PSA. So, ladies and gentlemen, kind listeners, it's time now to take a moment for all those that have suffered from potassium poisoning. A lot of people don't know, but uh, it's like six or seven people a decade suffer from potassium poisoning. And one place you can go where you won't ever have to worry about getting potassium uh, poisoning is uh, is Pub 134 right here in Omaha, Nebraska, located at 90th and Maple. It's the first place I'm going to take Todd when he comes back up to visit, if he decides to. Uh, it's a neighborhood bar. It's uh, a wonderful sponsor of the podcast. I don't have their webpage pulled up, um, but I believe Thursday is Tequila Day or Tuesday is. They always have a day. There's a day there for everybody. So go to Pub134.com. Check out which day fits your needs. I know they're showing XFL games on Sunday or Saturday or whenever. What XFL they play what on Tuesday nights at seven? Who knows? I didn't even know the XFL was back, and I'm supposed to be pop culture. And people are like, oh yeah, like people like randos just coming up to me like, hey, you gonna watch XFL tonight? I'm like, I don't even have that channel. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, Pub One Three Four has has sporting events, basketball. Go and see Nick. Go and see uh, Julius. Tell them the other kind radio sent you, Pub134. Let's go. All right. Can I ask a favor about when we go to Pub134? Yeah. <clears throat> because apparently today is let's reveal all of Todd's weaknesses. <laughs> and I really, I am, you can ask my wife again, bring her into this. I'm not a person that's like, oh, I can't do that. I hate tequila. Oh, really? Yeah, tequila gets me, and I'm like, if I have one bit of it, I just can't handle it. It has never been my my favorite or my go-to i don't mind a margarita but um i'm kind of with you a straight up shot can can always hits the gut in a certain way and for yeah. those those kind of listeners that are subscribed to behind the scenes 
Jeff's camera has once again gone out of focus, which is, oh, we're back, and, which is always fun. But uh, I will say this to the, the kind of listener that really loves production value. We really look like we are in a mid-80s science fiction <laughs> film that was about to go to the intimate scene. The lens went a little bit foggy. The background has a little bit of the Roar Borealis swirling around. Jeff's sunglasses are on upside down, so he truly looks like an alien. Sir, sir, the, the carbonite filters are out. We need new Rosmond. There we go. That's a scene yeah. from uh, Jeff and Todd in space. Anything else going on with you before we get into uh, Todd's take on? No. Um, band you know, doing all right? I'm sorry? The band doing all right? Band's doing, yeah, you know what? Uh, we had a, a gig not too long ago that uh, I'll, I'll throw out some good news that, are you familiar with tribute bands and all that kind of thing? Is that hot up there? We have some tribute bands up here. I think, well, and again, I'm not really in that music scene, so yeah. I should find out. So tribute bands down here in Dallas, for some reason, are like big money. Wow. Um, like if you are going to, you know, you don't have to, if you're doing Kiss, you've got to dress up for it. So, so for anyone that doesn't know, a tribute band is where a band solely plays the music of one artist. Um, they try to evoke the feeling of their performances. Right. So we, we play a gig and... Anytime you play gigs, you get these people telling you all the time, hey, you guys are good. You know, I sit my friend over, there's a singer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I, I love to come over and talk to him a little bit. Two seconds later, it comes again. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I heard she's over there. Then the third one comes up and says, hey, you know, my friend over there, oh, God, Leah, I think was her name, um, is a member of like, have you ever heard of uh, – forever mac the fleetwood mac tribute banner in here i was like uh yeah they sell out uh house of blues like main stage and go up and do the casino thing you know and, and look are they selling out the major arenas no but they're they're big they're selling out five thousand seat places all Ooh, the time nice so our female co-lead singer could not be there until late and when i found out it, she was a part of that i went hey we do uh we do dreams by Fleetwood Mac. You want to sit in with us? I said, now listen, you've already heard uh, the dive bar Boombox kind of does our own take on this. We make it into bar music. We, we do swing versions of stuff when it shouldn't be swinging. She sat in and at the end of it, she was like, I'm going to tell you something. You guys are fantastic. You're one of the best straight cover bands I've heard in this area. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to call these places. And she gave me names and she's like, I want you to tell them I sent you there. I, wow. I want you on their stages and they're, they're, like established good places to go and then she's like have you ever thought about a tribute band well yeah we've kind of thought about doing a john mellencamp tribute band because that's our sound right if you guys pull that together 10 songs you call me and i'll have you open for us anytime we're in this area wow like, well damn you know i'll get in front of five thousand people so yeah things are good good you, know, you, you hope for those little moments for somebody's willing to help you out right that's a pretty tight community when it comes to the music area um, you, gotta, you gotta scratch and claw to get people to pay attention to you, you do but, but but there's some camaraderie 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 between my, musicians my, no, no, no. camaraderie <laughs> now that was good uh, so one of the reasons why i'm out of sorts is i i every couple of years i have a client that goes to las vegas to do their main event and so i spent 10 days in vegas and 10 days feels like 100 days. Um, a lot of it is now I'm getting older, so I'm not staying out at the bars or doing anything crazy. But part of it's uh, the dehydration. So, you know, I always uh, pack at least two or three pounds of bananas with me when I go out there. <laughs> and uh, uh, the other part of it is just a lot of people. A lot of people. So, um, you know... I wish I could 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 have created some type of uh, montage as far as Vegas, but it's the same thing. It's uh, young people running around doing young things, and uh, the main uh, task at hand most days is just finding a place to get something to eat without running into that crowd. Um, but I do. Uh, the last night that I was there, um, one of the locals took us kind of off the strip. And, and way back out of the way by this place called uh, P.T.'s Gold. And um, just, a, just a little bar uh, with it served some food and stuff like that back there. And, and I promised Amanda I would send a shout-out to her uh, for taking good care of us. And uh, it was nice to get a, away from the strip. But 
to be honest, and the people of Vegas are great. Uh, you know, all the people that I, all the locals I talked to, uh, local 720 did a great job, uh, are great. I just think that town has to find its energy somehow. So they've created some kind of sci-fi technology that sucks the life force out of everybody there so they can power all those buildings. But but my favorite uh, time is when I'm getting out of there and boarding the plane and, and headed home. But thank you, Vegas. I had a I had a uh, as good of a time as I could out there, and I uh, appreciate you taking good care of me. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that real quick. And now we'll get back on task and on schedule. I know you've got the uh, the significance of the number 80, episode 80 of Pop Culture. Uh, what kind of wacky numbers have you got for us this week, Todd? You know, um, number 80 holds a pretty significant place for me. I mean, I say this all the time. This was at the time when my little pop culture significance in my brain was beginning to peak. I was going, um, wow, I see all these things. Yeah, don't take that the wrong way, Jeff. <laughs> But let's dial it back to what the number means. So okay. for those of you that are in the religious world, those of you that on, you know, we record these usually on Friday, Sunday, something. So today is a Sunday. If I hope it's okay if I pull back the curtain and say that we're recording on a Sunday. Yes, today. yes. So for those of you that are religious, it is said that Moses was 80 years old when he spoke to the Pharaoh on behalf of his people. So today is in the upper age limits back then. Dude would have been ancient at yeah. 80. I think if you do the conversion, it's like four thousand years old. Is that is that Moses years? Yeah, no, no, I mean <laughs> Moses. Moses like versus <laughs> you are the dog biscuit. Oh boy! All right, uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, did you know, Jeff, that it's the standard TCP/IP port number for HP HTTP connections is port eighty? I do. I love that. Thank you. I, I figured I'd draw in something that you were really good with. So let's look at what happened in the year 1980. CNN launched. Ooh. It launched around the launch of the Iraq War, which, you know, that's a pretty significant thing that that monumental of a moment is what created a a media empire. I mean, whether you like them or not, you cannot deny that that's a media empire. And they did a genius move when they launched by getting a certain actor to voice their tagline. That's right, Darth Vader. Yeah, they went up and said, hey, Dorothy. Hey, D. <laughs> hey, DV. D. You think anybody that saw Darth Vader, what, yo, D, what's what up, up D? man? Just got a lightsaber right to the midst. Right. Oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't call you, man. And I'm wondering what the what the terms of that was. I mean, that must have been, I mean, who knows? James Earl Jones, but, and I don't mean to immediately go to the monetary side, but it was, it was gorgeous because you had the little logo fly across the screen. Yeah. And then he'd go, this is CNN, it, but it sounded like James Earl Jones. It didn't sound like a smoker's version of it. Yeah, it didn't sound like somebody's larynx was about to fall out. That would have so, been good, too. Yeah. Uh, so this was the year that Post-it Notes hit, we, something we all use probably on a daily basis, launches in 1980. By 3M. John Lennon was shot dead in 1980, a date that I still very much remember exact it's one of those moments of i knew where i was when i found out the day i know so many things about it i've said before my daughter's named after the beatles uh, abby abby road uh, i i loved them so much at that time but it was almost the significance of how many adults that i knew um that i was participating in a local community production of something and a lot of the adults could not rehearse that night mm-hmm. and a couple of them sat down and played on the piano and they were just crying they're sobbing because it occurred perhaps the most significant moment that is being celebrated right now i'm curious if you've heard of the, this little thing where the u.s olympic team beat the soviets in ice hockey and they call it the miracle on ice have you ever heard of that i have i'm i i'm sad to say i don't know where i was when the day that lennon died but i do remember the miracle on ice so that was 40 years ago yesterday jeff wow 40 years ago yesterday in clothing the most significant thing men were wearing tube socks in 1980 (laughs) uh (laughs) I'm looking across that, and I've said before, this little site I found is just freaking awesome with all this stuff. And the only thing that really caught my eye was tube socks. Yeah. Well, then we're doing other things with uh, tube socks as well. Boy, this is really kind of a blue day, isn't it? <laughs> it is. 
Um, killer clown John Wayne Gacy was sentenced to death for the murder of 33 young boys and men and caused the fear that would permeate through society forever about clowns. Ah. Let's see what happens here. We also popular films, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, Superman 2, 9 to 5, Raging Bull, Coal Miner's Daughter. What a good movie. That was a good movie. Movie popular- with an with a, uh, intermission, too. Did it have an intermission? The one we went and saw did. Yeah, I remember that. I don't. So the, where you went, they just actually cut it and they stop it. Hey, everybody, come buy some popcorn. Well, it was it was Alamogordo, New Mexico. So it was oh, uh, by a bowl of may, chili. They may have been waiting on the second reel to arrive. That's what the was. <laughs> don't don't doubt that at all. Popular musicians in the year 1980, ABBA, ACDC, Eric Clapton, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Pink Floyd, Diana Ross, Electric Light Orchestra, and the band that would form who I am as a drummer, The Police. Oh, wow. I think that's about it. Let's move on from there. That's that's fantastic. Can we go back to the post-it notes real quick? I got a question yeah, for hey, you. Well, hold on. Let me go back to that source of information. Yes, go ahead. Jeff. So, obviously, they were brainstorming at 3M. And they were like, hey, we need a product, you know, that 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 will later cause huge environmental issues. But don't worry yes. about that right now. Who, who's got it? And, and the guy in the back, I, I usually think it's a guy named Bob. And he's well, like, I can actually tell you that would be Spencer and Art. Those is, are the two. Spencer right. Silver and Art Fry. Those were the scientists. But they called them the Bobs. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So, uh, hang on, let me, uh, let me send a note to these people. Exactly. Sorry. Do a post-it note. Were the so Bobs. obviously the post-it note explodes right i mean i remember seeing them there were no you could you could write on it you could post it you could take it back down you could edit it run it run and it was also became a way to mark things and all this other stuff do you think at one point that the they're like guys they all got the bobs together and everybody else they're like look sales are going down we need something new and do you think it was the same people that invented or came up with the idea of the post-it note they were like hey why don't we make them in different colors well Hang on. It was Spencer and Fry. Spencer was the one that took the adhesive created by Art Fry and said, let's put them together. Oh, here's the note. And then Bob came up with, let's make it different colors. Okay. Because that really, that's when they kind of, you know, for, took the market the second time. Yeah. Because now it was like, oh, we got blue, we got pink. I still like the yellow. I. So if you come to my desk at work, I have a different a set of different post-it notes and with my little anal retentive self here, they each mean if I have a pink one, it tells me this note means this and you better read it here. I use the colors and I'm sure a lot of people use it that way. So I have, I have orange, yellow, blue, and pink, I think. Well, there we go. Blue and pink. pink. (laughs) All right. Everybody knows. What that sound means, it means we're firing up the projector. It is time once again for Todd's take on. Todd, what's your take on this week? I this week I really want to I want to showcase a show that I did not expect to like. Um it had a lot of people, this is its third season, had a lot of people, actors and whatnot, that I'm very intrigued by, I think are are great actors. But it centers around the royal family of England, and it is the show The Crown that's on Netflix. I think that this show's surprised a lot of people that watched it. Have you ever watched any, Jeff? I think I've seen season one. So I grew up, I, I think I've mentioned before, my sister's a doctor of Dickensian literature. So you can imagine that is a person that is very obsessed with English culture. Um, she went over there and studied some, and I would, you know... It, to the point that her obsession rides on that when we were kids and Charles and Diana got married, we were on vacation. My sister threw a fit that we must be somewhere the next morning. You know, we were one of those that drove across America. We have to be somewhere so I can see it. And I'm like, and we're watching. I'm like, what is this garbage? And I've (laughs) always looked at the Royal family like, what an antiquated idea. Um, I, I don't, you know, and then they come out judging different people and holding standards. And I, I was always on the wrong side of that argument of, I just don't see the need. Now, I still don't see the need. However, this show has allowed me to look into a pretty crappy situation for a lot of people that are, you know, because of a longstanding tradition are put into a life that they may not have chosen. So, Another interesting thing about this show is that it's in its third season, as I said. The show started for the first two years. 
with actors playing a set of roles. You had the the fantastic Claire Foy playing Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Matt Smith playing Philip the Duke of Edinburgh, and so on. Oh, and Vanessa Kirby, I can't forget her as Princess Margaret. Man, just a fantastic actress. When they get to season three, they say, let's jump ahead a few years and let's recast every role because obviously the people would get older and they bring in fresh off her Academy Award win for Best Actress. They bring in Olivia Colman as Queen Elizabeth to Z's as Philip Duke of Edinburgh and Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Margaret. And now we're jumping ahead. We see the weight of, of living under what the crown is starting to bear on them. And, and this season has been a fantastic dissection of now they, they give you significant moments in history and it's not always just about them and their personal struggles but this season what it's done is it's introduced even prince uh charles and as a 20 year old man struggling with the ideas of that he doesn't want the crown that he wants he i had no idea he had studied acting and he wanted to be an actor mm. uh, he fell in love with uh oh my god Parker Bowles, I can't Camilla Parker Bowles, who who he's now married to, mm-hmm. but he was told that he could not be with her, and eventually the the marriage to Diana is forced upon him. And you start looking at this, you know, and you even see things like Princess Margaret, her marriage falling apart. The man is allowed to play around, but when she finds somebody to play around with, it is a huge smear on on the crown. And you start realizing that these people are trapped in in a way of life that is. You want to talk about antiquated? They are yeah. not allowed to be themselves, and it's just you watch it and you think, "Now, okay, the, yes, you have millions and millions of dollars, and you're living an opulent lifestyle." But it, it almost makes you start thinking, "Man, it, it really brings out that thing that money isn't everything." When you have it, it's it's nothing because you you don't think about it. And those of us look at it, you know, wow, I would love it. But at the same time, do you really want your life to be controlled by others? And it's. It's just a fascinating show that allows you to look at these people. And each of the people that I mentioned that step in this year, you, you can't say that they step it above the people before them, but they're fantastic additions to this. So what they're going to do is the next season will be with this same cast, and then they're going to finish after season five, and they will cast once again for older actors. So it's closer mm. to today. It's, I, you know, is it something we've got action? Well, hell no. But it is a fascinating show that if anyone enjoys being able to have your beliefs challenged, go watch it. I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm, again, I watched the first season, didn't really jump into the second, but that's an ex- excellent summary and uh, will be worth uh, definitely checking that out. That is season three of The Crown on Netflix. Let's take the projector down, put it back in its little case there, and we'll visit Todd with Todd's take on next episode of The Other Kind Radio. For Jeff's judgment, um, today, and for those of you who don't play video games, I apologize. But there's something that's reaching into pop culture, and uh, I thought it worth mentioning. There is a new indie story-driven game... Uh, called Escape from Tarkov. It's a massive multiplayer online and MMO. It's a first-person shooter, or FPS, uh, featuring elements of uh, some role-playing. Runs on Windows and is being published by Russian studio Battlestate Games. Set in fictional uh, Norvinsk region in northwestern Russia, uh, around a special economic zone that, that served as a trading gateway between Russia and Europe, Corrupt corporations become uh, the center of a major political scandal. Situation erupted into an armed conflict involving the Russian international troops, United Nations peacekeepers, and two private military companies, United uh, Security and Bear. So I'm reading this off of uh, Wikipedia for those of you that might have been impressed for a moment that I was actually had all that to uh, to memory. So you have a little bit of the background, but basically why this game is so fascinating it is one of the uh, only first-person shooters that are out there that um, it's it's kind of a battle royale, but there is no closing circle that, co- that forces everybody together. So you go in and with, with your, your build out, and the whole point is to get to an extraction point. So you'll, 
you'll spawn on one side of the map and you have all kinds of different ways to get to the other side of the map. The object is of obviously to have combat with other online players. And if you, you know, win that combat round, um, then you can loot their body for equipment, backpacks, all kinds of stuff. Then you go to the extraction point and that takes you back to your base. Then you can sell the items that you gained. You can break them down. You can use components to build a base, a little base where you can get like fresh water. And there's a whole back story and, and, and game in itself uh, the, that um, is, is focused on the re results of those, uh, those uh, sessions that you go in and fight these other players. The thing that's really interesting about it is unlike a lot of other first person shooters, there's no mini map. There's no, uh, name above the person's head that tells you whether the friend or foe. Um, there's also a, uh, so you can go in as your character and go in and gain level and everything, or you can go in as a scav, which is kind of, you just kind of go in with a basic set of equipment and you can still go in and loot. Um, but your risk isn't as much because you know, the, the weapons that you use are just are, are randomly generated. The risk reward is when you use your character and let's say you get a pretty good armament of, of, uh, weapon helmet, uh, you know, gun scope, all that build out. It gets very, 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 uh, micro, very quick as far as the type of ammo you can put in your gun. There's ammo that has tracer rounds. There's ammo that doesn't have tracer rounds. So the whole point is once you get killed and somebody takes your stuff, you now are out of that stuff and then have to go and see about trying to reacquire through more, um, uh, more sessions going in and playing these rounds. It's, uh, become one of the most viewed, um, uh, streams on Twitch. Uh, it's giving Fortnite a run for its money. You have uh, big uh, names in the Twitch community like Tim the Tapman, Dr. Lupo, uh, and others that are that are playing this game on, on a very, very uh, uh, regular basis. It's getting a lot of eyeballs on it. I've played it. It's extremely scary, and that's why I thought of you, Todd, because the, 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 the audio in it is just fantastic. So when you're running... It's you run, you can't hear anything around you because all you hear are your footsteps, but there's some buildings and stuff that you can go into. Um, and uh, it can get pretty, pretty creepy, pretty quick, uh, being by yourself and having to go through these areas. There's even some talk of some certain areas of the map that may or may not be haunted, uh, with mm -hmm. random doors opening and closing and stuff like that. Um, it, for those of you that, you know, don't have a, uh, huge gaming uh, it's only available on Windows, so you need a gaming PC. For those of you that don't have that kind of equipment, just highly recommend uh, popping on Twitch and watching Escape from Tarkov and, and uh, kind of getting immersed in that. It's uh, it's definitely on the forefront, and it's showing that even this Battle Royale that was so so taken by Fortnite and, and uh, Black Ops and everything else, that not only are independent gamers continuing to trudge forward, they're breaking new ground and bringing something new to the gamer that uh, we've never seen before. So as you went on, I, I found myself pretty interested. I was like, this sounds really cool. And, and maybe my mind glossed over at the first. I was like, okay, well, what platforms <laughs> is this on? And I'm right. searching and I'm like, oh, Microsoft, I'm very excited. It's only for PC. Right Aww. now. They've, Man. they've had some Twitch uh, sessions where they've interviewed the guy that's the main developer behind it. He's this really cool cat, and you know he's just trying to get this game right. So it may it may make an appearance at some point on console. Um, Come but, on, the money's there; it's going to go to console. Yeah, well, and and it, you know, there's a there's a lot of you know one thing I'm learning about PC gamers is they're kind of protective of the content. So even if it does go to console, they'll still see themselves as a, a higher. Uh, level of of the experience but I, I do recommend and i know your time is very limited i do recommend jumping on looking for dr lupo and if you see he's playing it check it out because it's okay. it's it's like watching uh in, in a different way uh american horror story but uh as a video game so i think that's a pretty interesting conversation at some point that maybe we ought to get into on a center stage that 
this idea <clears throat> and not even the and I'm going to use it for lack of a better term, but the snobbery of, hey, this is ours oh, yeah. in here. But that that does exist. Mm -hmm. But what I find fascinating is that more and more as I download games on Xbox, uh, you know, having Game Pass and having all these things open up. I, one of them, a great example is Halo Wars 2. I know a game that was not massively popular, but to me it is like a go-to game when I just need 30 minutes for the world to stop talking to yeah, me. right. And I just need to destruct something. Now you go on, and when I, you know, I'll I'll join up on the find me a couple of players, and together we'll go to war and we'll blow things up. And it will tell you that you're playing across multi platforms, including PC. Yes, I, this idea that the doors are opening, you know, and we've talked about this before with PlayStation, Xbox, and you can look right now with the new consoles coming out, how the pricing wars are there. At least the media wants us to believe that. It's fascinating to me that finally the gaming industry is kind of going, oh, it doesn't really matter what platform you're on. You just want to play together. I am very interested in where all that's going. So I'm hoping this game will follow suit, will open the doors, <laughs> and let us all in. So well said. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how long it's taken uh, for those corporations to realize gamers just want a game. And I don't care if it's an 8-bit game. I don't care if it has the best graphics. I don't care if it has, you know, you have to have an $8,000 you know, $8, PC to run it. What I care about, and I've said before on the podcast, is I like I like being told a story. And if you can do that, um, then you've got me. So, yeah, and you're right. With, with, uh, with the uh, Nintendo Switch and everything, they really are starting to get everything pulled together and... Uh, so that's Escape from Tarkov available on Windows, and make sure you uh, look, go to Twitch and, and just do a search for it, and you can watch some people play it. It's pretty interesting. All right. Next up, I know we're only 77 days away from Mother's Day, but I don't know if, and this is kind of a throwback, so some of the uh, kind listeners might have already heard about it, but uh, I'll be brief, but uh, it did, did make me giggle. Um, so there was uh, an Egyptian priest who sang and chanted words of worship at some temples uh, back in the day. Uh, he was mummified when he died and was put in a coffin. And uh, basically on his coffin was uh, inscribed true of voice. Now some 3,000 years later, and this is being brought to you today by the uh, New York Times, an article here. Now some 3,000 years later, uh, with the aid of a 3D printed vocal track, uh, this particular mummy can be heard. Uh, this uh, doctor, uh, David Harwood, a speech scientist, said he uh, he had his wish, his voice would somehow continue into perpetuity. And so they used a CT scanner to create a 3D printed version of this, this priest's mouth and throat. They combined it with a electronic lyrics to reconstruct the sound that would come out of his vocal track if, uh, uh, if he was in his coffin and his larynx came to life according to Dr. Howard. Todd, where is this on your uh, interest level? <laughs> I was I was going through the gamut of how I feel. Oh, that's really cool. They can 3D print that. That 3D printing is fascinating. Um, couldn't they 3D print something that was a little more impactful upon the world than knowing what some mummy sounded like? What would you like to hear what the mummy sounded like? You saying this is CNN? Yeah. <laughs> that that would have been funny. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I misplaced this, this cue earlier. So for those uh, keen kind listeners, you'll notice you've already heard this. I do want to, uh, issue a warning to the kind listener. Uh, if you have kids in the car or anything, you may want to, uh, pause it, pick it back up as, uh, this is a 3000 year old mummy, uh, according to a 3d printed version of the mouth and throat. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you mummy talk. Sorry if you may have missed that. Uh, let me play that again for you. There you go. Were you able to hear that, Todd? <laughs> all that research and all that money from me. Right. Yeah, that man. That's it. That, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What did you say? One more one time? One more time. There's a, there's a lot going on here. Okay. Hang on. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Jeff. Hang on. I wasn't right. ready. All right. I wasn't ready. Hang on. I, I'm clearing my mind. All right. Clear your mind. Go. Uh. 
That's so deep. I don't know where to go with it. Two quick things there. One, I agree with you. I think there's other stuff they could have been doing. Secondly, if it was you and me, if it was if, if it was Dr. Todd and Dr. Jeff, and we did all of that, and we can't, and our result was, mm. then I'd be like, you know what? Uh, let's just uh, let's just keep this on the DL. <laughs> Okay, hang on. You're this isn't a bit. That's the actual file they yeah, released. That's it. Holy crap! I'm sorry. I think I'm just like the kind of listener that I thought we were in a Jeff bit. I really thought that that's you. Know, we were hearing a sheet go man. What? Oh my god. Okay, so like a speaking cell, they can't at least make it say something. We always goes nah. Mm. But I I am so thrilled. To hear that they spent all that time and went, let's just make it go. <laughs> From now on, I, you you never once again. I don't want to hear you beeping yourself if, if a curse word should come up. That is our new beep. All right. I just like the fact that you thought it was me doing a bit. I did. Uh, <laughs> I, how long have I known you? And I know it, it's like you 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 really get prepared that occasionally Jeff will take you down the path. Yep. And you think for two seconds he's being honest, and then it's. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. The boy who cried wolf too many times. Com comedy wolf. Yep. One more time. One more time. Just in case you missed it, folks. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of the show because right. I can't go on after that. <laughs> that that may be in. This is even with my thoughts about how the mass singer is the end of pop culture in America. That may be the end of mankind right now. We actually went through that and pardon me, you're going to need to beat me, but that BS. Oh my God. Really? How much money does it say? How much money they spent on this? It does not. I think they wisely left that out. These guys are ridiculous. And it's, it's been out there for a little while, but um, that's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. So there you go. There's a little, a little, uh, a little fun with mummies in honor of Mother's Day, which is 77 days away. Oh, I don't know why. Oh. And right there, kind listener, that's a good lesson in why when you edit something you want it to start when you hit play because i hit play and i thought there was something wrong but only they put a two second bit or silence in there for you so thank you that's off youtube i play that not to just immediately give everybody tired head but in fact oh. it was pretty big <laughs> pretty big news that came out um they finally we it's been in the workings for a while but they are going to have a reunite for exclusive hbo special of friends H hbo max oh what's hbo max that's their new streaming service this is not just on regular hbo oh. their new streaming service that is meant to compete with the apple tvs the netflix the hulus that's what this is wow okay i did not i was wondering why I, like you were wondering about the voice. Um, I was wondering why it said HBO Max special, which I just thought like, oh, it's going to be on HBO and Cinemax. But no, nope. no, that's their new service. So, OK, well, then that's a that's a heck of a, a hook to get in there. Um, Is it? <laughs> I have I have an opinion on this. I'm a little confused, but please take us down the rabbit hole and I will try to at least show that there are other ways oh, of getting in. Well, in true, true Jeff's style i'm this is an absolute zero on my radar so i i don't i don't have i didn't read the article uh but the series ended like 15 years ago so this is on all, all them getting together um for people to make money really so my wife and daughter are massive uh fans of friends and you know when it was first on i watched most of it i got tired head of it after a while and i think it was where i started developing my dislike of three camera sitcoms you know sitcoms can still be funny things like arrested development is technically a sitcom modern family is too it's but it's more of a one camera traditional shoot i i just got i get tired of that whole hey set up set up set up joke first yeah. time's kind of funny set up set up joke yeah. that and then the third time ah um yeah. yes <laughs> oh god hang on that brought tears to my eyes <laughs> 
Um, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure they're going to be those that'll be interested in it. Um, well, my wife and daughter being chief among those, they can't yeah. wait to see this. Yeah, and good. I mean, it's good to have content out there. Uh, we'll 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 keep you. We'll keep well, the kind listener. You know, at least you know in the know. I have a question for you about it before we step away. It's a real simple question though. When you when you do these things and you're creating something that is a enticement to come use a service, correct? You would you would agree that's what HBO Max is yes. thinking, right? Right. Is a one-time special enough to make me do anything more than just watch it and turn the service off? Because right. it's not at least, you know, with Disney Plus, they put Mandalorian on there and it was how many ever episodes and I had to one at one at a time and I had to stay for a couple of months to see it. Yeah. It, I'm going to turn this on for them and I'm turning it off. I'm trying to see. I'm looking at the article that was uh, on Variety. Um, I think HBO Max is going to have every episode of Friends, and maybe that's what they're thinking is if we get you in here first, then you'll watch all your episodes yeah. of Friends. And but it you does... can still see episode of Friends every night on, you know, whatever channel it's on. Right. Um, it looks sources close to the uh, situation tell Variety the six stars will receive at least two point five million dollars for participating in the special. Which, uh, <laughs> which uh, lends me the special makes me believe that it's just a one one time one time deal. Which, wow! My daughter was like, "So that's new episodes." I was like, "No, they fall." I'd read that too that they signed on for one reunion special. And again, maybe it is. I think HBO Max did get the license to it. Maybe they're taking away reruns from you know TNT or TBS or whoever has it nick at night i don't know who has it right now but maybe maybe they're losing it hbo max will just have those episodes and that's what they're hoping yeah this, watch it there. it's saying here the special as well as 236 episodes of friends will be available okay. upon the streaming state uh services debut also reported by variety sales of physical and digital versions of friends of roughly tripled since the news broke that it would be leaving netflix so <clears throat> I've, well, it's off Netflix, but again, my wife every night has it on. It's her, oh, yeah. where, where I said Halo Wars 2 is my go-to, kind of cleanse yourself. She puts right. friends on the background, <laughs> which, by the way, the sound that, that kills me just like the meow is David Schwimmer's voice. I'm just saying, if yeah. I hear him in the background, I'm like, I, I'm going to go kill someone. <laughs> I hate that dude. Well, for those kind listeners that are friend, friends, fans, FFs, uh, we'll be interested to hear your feedback when Friends comes out on HBO Max streaming service uh, later this year. All right, we are uh, 47 minutes in. Let's go ahead and tie this uh, uh, the second annual Oscar prediction, Jeff versus Todd, Todd versus Jeff, depending upon what T-shirt you have. Uh, let's get into those results real quick. Let's have a little talk about on center stage. Let's get to center stage and let's have a talk about these Oscars. Now, again, unfortunately, Todd was unable to watch them. I was unable to watch them. So that makes this even better to report on. Um, so I don't really have any commentary or anything as far as they didn't have a host again this year, as I, as I understand. Um, but let's get to let's get to the, the, the elephant in the room. <clears throat> and that is for the third year in a row. Todd has commandingly 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 defeated his his oscar nemesis jeff the bob of bobs me in the prediction show with a total score of 11 he decimates any hope of my self-worth or pride for the next year when it comes to movie knowledge as i was only able to stay in single digits and come up with eight points Overall, it was a very kind of experience for me. Um, yeah, I need to step in right here and, and think we all know that Jeff purposely occasionally chooses things where it is just so counter to I'll, I'll make a compelling case for this is this person. They're going to win this. There's no question about this. Yeah, I'm going to go with this one. Right. And so it, let's be quite honest. Jeff's movie knowledge has expanded so much since we started this whole thing. <laughs> He knows how this works. I don't but know how to mess it up. I think at the same time, we both realize how this works. It is, it, no, I did not get to watch it. Uh, I was dive bar boomboxing that night. Nice. And it was a private party with a lot of wealthy club owners. That's all I'll say. I mean, it was just, it's weird. And, but it, yeah, it was. It was that kind of thing. And we're here we are, a bar band doing that. But then on the way home, I call my wife and daughter and I thought they're going to wait. We were going to fast forward through it. Oh, they but no, didn't. they'd already started, and they're telling me all the things. And my child <laughs> starts saying, "Dad, 
And do you know what one for this? And I said the name, and she was like, how'd you know? And I was like, I didn't know. And then I said, go down the list. And it, that was the fun thing because she said, okay, what about this? And I was like, that? She went, what? I said, you're going to find this is not fun watching this with me, honey. It, it is not fun. You can literally look at the signs and go, that's what's going to win. What I'm curious is if anybody took our advice and, and for their their uh, party, for their uh, their picks, if anyone won off of what we discussed. Maybe right? somebody will hit us on Twitter and let us know. Twitter, email, info at the other kind, radio.com. That would be great. Um, <clears throat> I'm seeing now that there's two categories that I didn't indicate the winner, so I'll have to go back. I'll post those on Twitter, but real quick, we don't have to go into, you know, uh, the slow motion of, of every, uh, death blow there, but, um, let's, let's talk about a few things. Um, obviously Joaquin Phoenix winning for actor in a leading row. That's fantastic. Yep. Um, supporting role, Brad Pitt, congratulations to him. For me, the probably the, the the biggest surprise was the um, best picture, which you and I had yeah. both selected 1917, and it goes to Parasite. Now, I remember a couple times when we were doing our prediction show, you talked about it depended upon the message that the Oscars were trying to send. And with all of those other films, do you think you you think they all knocked each other out and Parasites just snuck in or? No, I don't think it's snuck in at all. And I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to say one thing up front too for a yeah. lot of people that may not know this. I, I actually this morning before we got on was reading through a bit of stuff, and Parasite's still in the trade papers and things like that being discussed deeply. Um, there are no rules, and for the Academy that stipulate that a foreign film cannot win Best Picture, it's just never happened. There are a lot of people saying I've been watching Academy Awards forever, and, th and them breaking the rules like this. I'm like, nope. I'm sorry, you're wrong. This is not in a perfect award situation. Language and point of origin would not matter. You're choosing the best film of the year. Now, I do think that I, I don't know that I think they're trying to say, hey, let's let foreign language films win. I, I think this was a moment where the Academy is trying to say, wow, something that's a little avant garde and off kilter. Look what we make this year. Look what we champion. And and Bong Joon-ho is, is a friend of Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. Those dudes kind of has some some pull and have been trumpeting how great of a film this is. And, and I even said to you, I need to go back and watch it at some point when I'm really prepared for it to be a very dark comedy. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that it was anything more than that they wanted to say, wow, look at us. We can be diverse and, and award something to a foreign language film, but are you going to tell me in you know 20 years that it's still considered to be the best film of the year? I don't know. Right. Also interesting too, that it, <clears throat> the presence that it had again in the nominations, uh, also seeing a trend now after uh, some of those movies by uh, Peel um, with a horror element to it. Now it is a dark mm -hmm. comedy, but there were definitely some elements of, of creepiness with this one. Yeah. Um, that maybe that's that's kind of the trend that they're they're going with because I'm looking at all the other films and they're all pretty straightforward. Um, were there any other surprises that you had uh, that night or or anything that struck you from it? Um, how bad Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig were when they tried to do an extended comedy bit before they presented the award? Yeah, that was shocking. Yeah, that was bad. What were they trying well, to do the bit about? that it was anywhere from that they'd never been nominated and they, it was constantly oh. like, Oh yeah, I've not done this. <laughs> and they even cut to, you know, pop culture superstar right now, Billie Eilish, a young kid of 18 and her looking like, what are these women doing? Right. That, that, that is so painful. Please stop trying to be funny. Just, ugh. yeah. Especially a night when you're being rewarded for your talent, which is, uh, being in film and, and being, very financially rewarded for it a little bit of humility uh goes a long way i think yeah. that that's that old uh that's the first rule of comedy and that is know your audience and uh right they missed the mark with that i'll have to go back and watch it um uh, you know as far as other surprises jeff yeah. i mean the biggest thing for me that was really a surprise was taika watiti winning for screenplay for jojo rabbit um, right before I went off for my gig that night, I scrolled through and I was like, okay, I want to see what, you know, the sentiment is going on. And I'd seen that 
he had won in a, re a recent award, and usually those are, you, know, you can almost watch the award season as they win different things, and toward the end, you start seeing them. And I was like, oh, I really, you know, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, I actually got I that one you, right. I got, to watch it. I got to watch it right after, and it's actually probably my favorite film of that year. I adore the film, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. But, I mean, by and large, I think you'd have to agree that it, there weren't a lot of big surprises. It was almost exactly what you'd expect. Roger Deakins winning cinematography for 1917, all those things that we talked about. Brad Pitt, you know, the, the long established veteran who's been nominated before and then finally give him an acting award. So, no, nothing really shocked me. Yeah. And I, it'll be interesting to see where the Oscars go from here. I, if I'm them, I seriously revisit not having a host. And then also just, you know, how far they want to take some of these bits and everything. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think you may be onto something that this may be something eventually that is taken off of live television and becomes something that they try and pitch to a streaming service mm -hmm. so that they can do some things that are a little more restrictive when it comes to broadcasting over the air. Uh, you know, if they were able to do it on a streaming service, they wouldn't have to break for commercial and, and some of these other things necessarily, you know, they could change their format up a little bit, which may be the maybe the saving grace. Yeah, I'm kind of curious when, when we talk like that, some, the NFL did something this year that I, I'm fascinated by, yeah. and that's that instead of just going to a commercial break, it became the almost you know, split screen type effect where you still see what's going on yep. as they take some downtime on the field, but a commercial runs over here. Um, could you not do something like that for the Oscars? Obviously you want to hear what they're saying, but could you not at least put up a graphic? So, you know, that, you know, some branded toilet paper brings you the next bit of BS <laughs> that's coming from these people, but you know, in conjunction with that, could you not do that? And therefore, streamline the show where they talk about how long it runs. And I don't think it's just a host that makes it run that long. I no. think it's the self-indulgence of, you know, wanting to talk about causes. And uh, talking about causes doesn't bother me, yeah. you know, especially whenever I get to do it on fast forward. If I'm not interested in your cause, I boop, yep. you're done. Got it. So I, I think that they're, whether they go to a streaming service or whatnot, that is the biggest thing to take away from the Oscars is that it is so self-indulgent that it just rambles on when all you want to see is pretty people and pretty clothes winning pretty awards. Right. So well said. In fact, the only thing I'll add on to that just a little bit is for me, that's, that's a geek or, 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 and you who both of us have been involved a little bit in the industry, put your ad up, but then do some backstage camera. I mean, for a while yeah. there, remember there were a couple of years where you would hear the show caller, uh, calling out shots and, and camera, you know, right before break, I, I you don't know if they received feedback that was bad about that or they just didn't receive any feedback. But, you know, that anything that can take us into that, I think that's the next level with VR on the rise. That The more you can bring your audience in and let them see kind of what's going on. Everybody loves backstage stuff, you know. Well, I, I agree with that, Jeff. And I think probably for me, the most interesting moment of the night was one of my absolute favorite actresses, Regina King, giving the award to Brad Pitt. And as they left the stage looking just almost in awe of each other the cameras pulling back and watching yeah. them go backstage and she is obviously awestruck by him and he's obviously looking at her going man you are fantastic and it's just a, a true human moment yeah and i think what would be interesting i i wonder how many people really know that there is a whole press corps backstage and right. the winner goes right the reason they go back is they go back to be interviewed show me some of that yeah give me some of that stuff it's more interesting than these you know pampered overly paid people sitting there watching each other win or, or lose awards. Give me a bit of the human element. Cut out the silly stand-up stuff. Yeah. I, There's plenty of that. They just need to hire you and I. Yes. Oh, I am I will stand or uh, sit uh, right now until you see it is 2020. I say by 2026, we are hosting the Oscars. That's how big the other kind radio will be. So that 2026 is the end of mankind, is what you're telling me? <laughs> that's that's the year that right as we're about to go on air, a spaceship is, is spotted over Wachuga, Illinois, and, <laughs> and and nothing we do is broadcast, and that, in fact, would be a great uh, uh, end point for the whole thing. <laughs> and and the, all you hear is, we hey, everyone, ha welcome to the whatever Academy Awards. Right. We are the other kind of radio. And it just echoes because <laughs> right. there's nobody in the theater with us. We're out live in front of the spaceship. The door is opening. The 
creature, which is uh, shaped like a human, is coming out. Oh, 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 it's raising its hand. It looks like it's getting ready to say something. Please. Okay, that'll do it. <laughs> I knew that's where it was going. It's like, <laughs> I love you, Jeff. That is so great. All right, with that. So I want to tell you, I did get a phone call uh, from a uh, considered one of the greatest football players of all of all time, of all kind. Um, he's a little worried about his record. Um, I won't give you his name. It rhymes with Tom Brady, but he's a little worried. He's got what? Seven, six, seven championships. Todd has three. So move over Tom Brady. Todd's on his way unless I can get his way. And so Todd offered me to be my backup picker next or later. I guess, no, it'll be next year, uh, for the Oscars. So if I can see, I put this, uh, triple win to an end. I'm not deflating your balls though. <laughs> Well said. All right, I'm not even, <laughs> even going to try and work past that, folks. You have spent another hour with the Other Kind Radio. We are so appreciative. I'm Todd. He's Jeff. Hey, make sure you get out and do a little pop culture this week. We're always open to hearing from you on our emails. Info at theotherkindradio.com. Todd at theotherkindradio.com. And Jeff at theotherkindradio.com. Um, we will not be recording next week as I will be on the road. Um, but we'll post something shortly here as to when we'll our, have our next episode drop to you. Myself, Todd, thank you so much for listening. Just remember, we are The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. Eh.